It's time for today's Lucky Land horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello and welcome to Footballistically Arsenal. I am Boyd Hilton. He is sidekick, psychic Josh Landy, resplendent in a hoodie in his Soho House style uh, office. Welcome back after a mysterious absence last week, Josh. Not so mysterious, but nevertheless, tremendous to be back and after such a wonderful victory, which I can't wait to talk about, but I'm much more excited about who our guest is today, Boyd. Let me just say this about our very special guest today. He's got a lot in common with Mikel Arteta. And do you know why? Because Mikel Arteta is currently doing an amazing impression of Pep Guardiola. And so <laughs> is Luke Kempner. More than you believe. It's so beautiful, so incredible. So it's no surprise, no surprise to have me on this fantastic podcast. Thank you very much for having me. Boyd, Josh, top fantastic players and podcasters. More than you believe. How are we? Uh, it's it's amazing, amazing. It's that, so is, good. that is a great, a great... Uh, I mean, it's almost as good as your legendary Arsene Wenger. I mean, maybe. well, yes, I, you hope you couldn't come back at some point. I know, but uh, at the moment, he is too busy trying to make a World Cup every two weeks. But uh, soon we will see a little bit more of him. I think if you, I think if you look, if you look, just I mean, it's not good mm. for the podcast. That's Wenger's book. There, you can see Wenger's oh, book. Oh wow! Yeah, see yeah. Ozil. Yeah, so he has got a head underneath right. it. Right, and it looks like you've got a brand new jacket you're yet to wear. Possibly, it looks yeah. like the labels are still in. As for the ITV Palooza in a week, oh yeah, uh, so I'm going to wear a green velvet jacket. Uh, the, is that at the Palladium? Uh, no, it's oh. at the Royal Festival Hall. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. how are we? We're very well. Um, thank you very much. How are you? How are you? I'm very important. good. The last time we spoke was mm. just after. Crystal Palace, and we'd lost oh. Heaney to injury. We lost Party to injury, and basically, wow. it was season over. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm absolutely delighted to be back now because we're the best team in the world. We are the best team in the world. It's true, officially the best team in the world. We should say Luke Kempner is a comedian, impressionist, yes. presenter, often seen on Steph's packed lunch on Channel Four. Yeah. One of my favourite daytime shows, by the way. Oh, thank you. Um, regular, regular viewer. 
Um, anything else you want to add to? Uh... Um, do you know what the main thing I want to plug at the moment is my YouTube channel because uh, I yeah. started which... a fantasy football YouTube channel. Yes, um, yes. which where is I saw really your brilliant well. impersonation of Pep. Yes. And then yes. and we actually crashed the fantasy football website wow. <laughs> this, this Saturday because basically everyone was very excited. I'll explain this very quickly. But everyone was very excited to get the early team news of the Man City game because people needed to know whether they were going to put keep Haaland in their team, keep Foden in their team. So I hooked up with a guy called Team News and Ticks who said to me, look, I, I get the team news early. I've got someone on the inside. What if I give you, you the news early, you make a video, and then we'll put out this video, right? We put out this video. Video at 10 past one the deadline is at half past one the video goes out right three minutes later the website crashes because wow. thousands of people are trying to change their team including sir andy murray uh neil robertson the snooker player uh. and me so it was it was huge it was mad i crashed the fpl website that is brilliant i mean that br- brilliant slash Awful. Slightly, slightly disturbing. So, I mean, they're a billion-dollar company. Sort your server. Yeah, yeah they're on. fine. They're absolutely fine. Yeah, um, but you so, really, yeah. you really, you rec- that. Um, I was so impressed with that pep video. It was. It absolutely oh, thank you very much. Yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah, absolutely fantastic. Well, it was a lot of fun, um, and I liked adding a bit of grey into my beard. My wife thought I looked quite fit with the uh, yeah with, with yeah. the, the grey in the beard. So you know, I might add it. I mean, Pep's a handsome man, so obviously He's a handsome as are guy. you. So it's a, thank it's you, a meeting thank you. of handsome men. So Gosh. for this ITV event next week, is the grey grey hair coming back with your lovely yeah. green jacket? Yeah, the bald. I'm going to put the pet bald cap on, and I'm mm. going to put the 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 grey in the beard, and just keep saying more than you will live, and so beautiful, no surprise, uh, all night, and then hopefully my wife <laughs> will fancy me. Happy days. <laughs> Because he obviously hasn't thus far. Do you know what's Even fun? Even though you is do it... have a baby. In the, yeah, 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 yeah. Do you know what's yeah. fun? Is usually uh, when I, I've done this pod over the many, many years, is that mm. we usually spend this sort of first five, ten minutes putting off talking about Arsenal. But I know, like now, I know. It's just so much fun, surely. I you, know. You, there you is are just having lo- the best time. There is a lot to get through, of course. But equally, let's face it, we are the only podcast who has taken not like five minutes after the match, not... 24 hours after the match, not even 48 hours, at least 72 hours <laughs> after the match, we are doing a podcast about it. Which in but the Luke, world of Arsenal podcasts, Hang on. Go on. Luke can't do Mondays. He's too busy with Steph and packing her lunch. Right? So we had to wait until... And Sunday nights. You try and get me Sunday nights. I can't do Sunday nights because I have to get up early. Exactly. So here we are, casually, oh. um, on Tuesday. But, you know, we're not going to be the on the whistle. There's probably no. enough podcasts out there that do that. Boyd, have you got anything to plug before we get going? Really, text no, from no, James Gordon. No, I mean, I've got, uh, yeah, I've got a nice text from James Gordon <laughs> just now. We, yeah, sure. Just thank you, <laughs> thanking me for our review on my. I will plug my TV review podcast, Pilot TV, which is which I never mention on this podcast. Um, but I did give a talk yesterday virtually to some um, students at Leeds University who have a like oh. a week, yeah, media and broadcast students, and um, there were people there who'd listened to both of these podcasts. This, believe it or not, um, wow. I'm a University of Leeds alumni. That's very exciting to to know. Well, now they're studying you, Josh. They're literally studying you for their course. Oh, God. Okay. I'll plug that you should be uh, buying Micah's book, right? Anyone Uh, needs a book for Christmas. Josh, I hope you send me a copy. book? (laughs) Oh, yeah, you can have a... (laughs) He's great. You can have a book. You can have a book, boy. Well, anyway, I think we just interrupted Luke's impression, official impression. I, just tried, to, I tried to get it in there. Roy, what are you, what are you doing, Roy? It's a bit fuzzy, man. 
His laugh is extraordinary. I'm trying not to do it too loudly because my yeah. daughter is asleep above me. Um, I love Micah. Are you a big fantasy football player as well, Micah? He loves it. He oh, absolutely yeah. is totally obsessed by it. Like, Jay, I was with him on uh, Saturday at Man City, which you might come on to. And he, he was in that same kind of, you know, Harlan De, De Bruyne, who's my uh, captain. Sure, um, I mean, wow. But he went De Bruyne. He went De Bruyne. Yeah, I went. He went to Bruyne. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Michael, so, uh, I, I heard Micah today on Five Live with Nihal. With Nihal, yeah, yeah. But they oh, recorded really? that yesterday. Yeah. That was a good forty-five-minute interview. Yeah, it was. It was Nihal. Very, no, very interesting. I learned. I learned a few accept. things uh, in it. Uh, and Sorry, I, Luke, Nihal's he's a big Spurs person. fan. You were saying. Yeah, but he's the only one I accept. I yeah, like, I like Nihal. Right. He's Same, a very, like very good broadcaster, yeah. very nice to, guy. I used to do TV reviews with Nihal for quite a while, and then they dumped ah. me in favour of younger, better people. <laughs> yeah, I know. I Unbelievable. Know. Anyway, love of this showbiz chit-chat. <laughs> this is, I've heard, right, my first question about the game. Um, you were there, weren't you, Josh, at the Chelsea game? Were you? I was. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, but my first question is, I thought it was... Like one of the greatest, I'm not getting something about it was one of the greatest performances. It was like, and yeah, I've seen in brackets, I've seen some experienced football journalists, people who actually know what they're talking about, saying we weren't that great. And it was a bit of a, I don't know, yeah, being slightly lukewarm about it. But I mean, I know we could have scored more goals, we had chances we should have put away. But in terms of controlling a game away at a top six club, like it, I felt like the players had some kind of extrasensory supernatural powers all of a sudden. It was so dominant. And they found, you know, the passing and the attacking and the defending, it, all of it was, inc- I thought it was absolutely spectacular. Uh, what yeah. do you think, Josh? Being no, uh, I, I was there and I, I, it was one of the most enjoyable Arsenal games I've been at, full stop, never mind this season, just ever. Because that's the thing. Even if you say, okay, you're going to go to Chelsea and you're going to go win the game, 1-0. You'd assume last 20 minutes we're dealing non-stop with, with Chelsea pressure and a few like, you know, scary moments. So we're gonna consider and it it wasn't like that at any point. There was one moment maybe a ball got across um our, our box and it and it was cleared. At no yeah. point did you really think we were under huge pressure and it was overly tense. So I think you you've nailed it. To go away and be that dominant and restrict Chelsea to you know, a couple of half chances, if that, during the game was was incredible. And I thought Thomas Partey gave one of the best displays I've ever seen by an Arsenal player in a in a big fixture yeah. like that. Just he was everywhere, and not only was he so good at winning the ball back, um, and he was remarkably calm on the ball. Just always looked like he had a moment and wasn't rushing things. And uh, even as the game wore on late, and and maybe a few of the Arsenal players were sort of rushing what they were doing and. So we're just clearing the ball. Just always seems to take a second and, and find another sort of, you know, a teammate. And it, it was brilliant. And I enjoyed it immeasurably. And the away fans were, you know, were terrific. It was noisy. That Granite Xhaka interview at the at the end where the Arsenal fans start singing his song. And I think he knows what he's doing, swearing that. I think he I think it's a bit mischievous, but um yeah, what a day. What yeah. was the coverage like on, on TV? Did you enjoy it? Well, the highlight of the coverage undoubtedly was that live interview with Granit Xhaka when he said <laughs> it was fucking unbelievable. <laughs> and um, and it clearly, yeah, it clearly knew what he was doing. Um, but it was great. And actually, there's loads of things that I, 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 I spotted on the coverage. I mean, the celebrations at the end, like, they, they 
you really feel, Luke, that this team, there's a kind of love, there's a bond. I think they love each other, these players. And yeah. like or any of the, like Aubameyang is the obvious example of a player who was really, really good at his height for us. And I loved him at one point, you know, he, he was one of the few bright, bright elements of, I think, of our squad going back a couple of years. But, Nat, but you can see why Arteta got rid of him or, you know, make, or wasn't certainly wasn't bothered enough to keep him. Because I feel like he's probably would have been an outsider-ish in this group of young players who have a real bond. I don't think he, just from, you know, watching the documentary or nothing and what we know about him, I'm sure he's a lovely guy, but I, I don't know. It, it feels like the right thing to do now, more than ever, that we didn't have him in the squad. And the squad is made up of such a likeable bunch of youngsters. And, you know, and now Xhaka is like a complete superstar. It's amazing, isn't it? It's just wonderful. I mean, you know, I think I always remember with Aubameyang, like during lockdown, like lockdown one, right? Mm. And it's like times were tough during lockdown one. You know, it was tough for everyone in the country and everyone around the world. And I remember Aubameyang posting a picture of himself sat in in the front of his Ferrari with the caption, loving life. (laughs) I thought, (laughs) read the room, (laughs) Aubameyang. Like, so for me, like, I, I like all, but like, I, d- I don't sort of get this kind. I didn't, I, I, cause I, 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 there was a point when the away fans were going, Mikel Arteta, he knows you're a C, C word. And I just thought, you know what, like, as much as I was laughing at, I don't hate all, but I got, I've got no, you know, uh, I, I've no grudges to hold against him, but his time, he, he was finished. He was finished at Arsenal. And I think Arteta did the right thing to move him on. And he would, I, I wonder if there's a little bit of him that sits there watching this team going, look, I might not have been in the first team here, but I could have been around this. I, it would have been amazing to have been just just been part of this squad, to have offered something off the bench now and again. Um, but it was it was truly brilliant. I think the adults we've got in the team is is Party and and um, Xhaka now. You know they're the daddies of the team, and it's so great. And Odegaard to a, a degree as well, even though he's quite young. I think it's really nice. I think Party sort of reminds me now of the, like a, a defensive midfielder, but like but, but like Carnu. Like, he just seems to sort of get out of every situation with like yeah. three touches, take it over him. Don't, don't worry, mate. See you on the floor. Off I, off I go. Like, it's just unbelievable. And I'll tell you something that they're not talking about enough. The pitch was an, was an absolute state, right? I know the rain yeah. in, in West London had been absolutely biblical and you could see the ball wasn't moving properly. And that was really affecting our play. And even though we still created a lot of chances, I think if that's a normal day, a normal pitch, I think we'd have done them four or five. Like oh, it was, it was so dominant. I mean, you go, you go back. We we we've beaten them now two years in a row away in the Premier League. Obviously, we go back to the the game where we won four two. Well, I sort of looked up the possession from that night: sixty eight percent possession to Chelsea. Now they've dropped to forty four percent against us on you know on Sunday and that just shows it wasn't a smash and grab and Eddie and Ketty is going to run through and there's a slip at the back and you know there's a bit of fortune to the day it, it was completely like calm and uh you know do- dominant really I think uh, Chelsea I'm just looking back at one, one shot on target I mean you you, you yeah. couldn't make it up that, and even you, that was you're going to go to Stamford Bridge so yeah exactly that was more of a cross yeah you're there right their, their one chance their, their one chance when Havertz got in and it yeah. was a brilliant pass from Sterling and Aubameyang made the wrong move. Mm. He he yeah. he 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 dropped back where if he'd have just held position, Havertz had an easy pass for him and that inevitable Aubameyang goal that I was waiting for. Um, you know, but it didn't come. And it yeah. was great. Aubameyang had eight touches throughout the game. 
Incredible. You know, like Jesus yeah. had like 60 odd. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I actually, we, I genuinely, unbelievable. When, when Aubameyang was substituted after about an hour, I genuinely have forgotten he was playing. Yeah. I, I, I was, oh, yeah. What, you know, I mean, beyond anonymous. Um, and you're right. It's, it's the, Party is incredible now, but you look. I was looking at the at the, at the performance. Everyone. And that's why I was talking about that kind of. There's an almost supernatural. It, that's why I was also talking about. I joked about the Pep impression that um, Arteta yeah. is doing, but I feel like he really is following the Pep playbook. Well, if you I, think about the structure of the team, you know the four-three-three, but the incredibly versatile four-three-three, where they're all moving around different, occupying different positions. The way Zinchenko straight back in, very interestingly, in that kind of weird advanced inverted fullback role, whatever you call it, they just and just how he's baked in that they this kind of they the fact they all know where they're going to go or they all know where they are on the pitch all of all, all of the different players have this perception of where of, e- of where each other is so that they can just pick up the ball always say like every single time the ball was there to be won we won it and not chelsea on that day and i feel like it just feels very man city under pep this whole well, thing i feel like uh, zinchenko coming in he was the only one for me that looked ever so slightly rusty and that's yeah. and that's me sort of you know splitting hairs but what he offers that we haven't had f- for a month since he last played is he gives that other option that party is the only option in that pivot but when zinchenko there he comes right next to him mm. and so then everyone when they close in on party they've suddenly got this other option in zinchenko ramsdale can pass to him white can pass to him saliba gabriel can all pass to zinchenko where usually we haven't really Really got that option when Tommy Ass is there or even Tierney's there. And so it makes such a huge difference. And you're so right about Pep in that he makes such little changes. You know, Potter tried to make a couple of changes and Arteta just with a, a, a shout to this guy, shout to this guy, Xhaka tells someone to do and they've sorted the system out. Stuff that I wouldn't, we would never comprehend, yeah, <laughs> like yeah, what they're completely. doing there. And yeah. it, and you know, it's and Potter after the game, all he did was bang on about how brilliant Arsenal was. It's I know. like but you I mean, can't fair do enough. that. Yeah, I know, I know. It was, that, it, Chelsea it was manager. Funny. <laughs> it's, it was, it's, he's going to be out. I, go, I give him two months. Honestly, <laughs> I, he'll be out soon. That's that's not going to be acceptable. And and another it? thing that I yeah. think Arteta's picked up from Pep, and I think this is very key, is that the the shithousery. <laughs> That we oh, have God, now, yeah. that exactly. we now do, Absolutely. like that. That is a way you win a title. I'm not saying we're going to win the title, but that is a way you win it. And and Man City teams have always done it. They did it to us last year at the Emirates. And and the way that Xhaka started that little fight on the 91st minute, I yes. he knew exactly what he was doing. There was not totally. one speck of him that was going to lose his cool at that point. He went right. I'm going to shove you. Kovacic goes. What? and gets all worked up and Xhaka just knew he could stand there all the Arsenal players pretending to pull him away they knew exactly what they were doing and it wasted two minutes it was beautiful it was such a great day for Xhaka I thought wasn't it um, Josh because there was that moment you're right the shithouse the shithouse is a completely brilliant point because yeah like all the players now when 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 the opposing team is still, is about to start an attack they they go they do the foul they do the foul which I remember Pep t- talking about in their all or nothing series years ago and you know ever since then everyone spotted the fact that the, the best teams do commit fouls when they really need to particularly to stop an instant attack and we do that now mm-hmm. ourselves brilliantly there but there was the there was that Shaka moment there was the bit where he was where he was being held but was it Cucurella in the for the in the penalty area after the goal and they were just holding on to each other and not moving immobile for that whole period was amazing to see and the swearing at the end his whole day I think it, it was just a fantastic day for Shaka and just underlined everything we now love about him 
Josh. Yeah, it's this continued incredible restart almost to his his Arsenal career with with the Arsenal fan base in a way that you know you couldn't possibly um have foreseen. Um he was the one that that gave Abamyang a, a little embrace. Is is that right according to the uh, to what was shown on the yeah, TV? Yeah, it was, yeah, yeah, whereas you know others didn't so um kissed him you on know. the lips. It was weird actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a bit much. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I mean, what, what what to say? He he now embodies everything you like about about this team, and I noticed and said exactly what you just said, Luke, to those of us in the away section. It wasn't like a, um, Granit Xhaka was about to raise a hand and cause any danger of himself right. getting sent off. It was just brilliant shithousery to run down the clock, ninety first minute, cause a cause a scene and it was just yeah it, it's it so pleasing it? he feels like the father of his team the way he speaks but this does stem doesn't it from what we saw at the end of the all or nothing documentary and the way he was after the newcastle game when he was the one that fronted mm-hmm. up and, and did media and then you saw the other side of it when you saw the all or nothing documentary and how angry he was and you said almost that he's on a personal mission to to change the fortunes of this group of players, at least taking them back into the Champions League, which now, I mean, is it a formality? It's is it a formality when the top four? We're like one to ten on. It's hard to get your head around. People are going, there's a 90 plus percent chance. Devil, it, would be, it would be spectacular for us not to get in the top four now, wouldn't it? It would be. Well, it Gary, would Neville, be... Gary Neville said today, he said, I wouldn't be surprised if Arsenal dropped out of the top four. I wouldn't be surprised. Did he? He's like, he, really he, said, he said, like, I, expect, I expect them to get top four, but I wouldn't be surprised if they dropped out. There's a lot of good teams in this league. And I think he's all backing <laughs> himself up because that's what he said originally. Yeah. And, and like, the thing is now is that I, I, I'm in a weird, I don't know about you guys or anyone who's listening. I'm in this weird place now where it's like, well, what, what are we sort of hoping for? Obviously, mm. we want to win the title. But like that's mad to even consider that. So then, so to not consider that, you're like, well, then we want top four, which, like you say, sort of seems like a formality. It's right. It's a weird. I sort of don't yeah. know other than just to enjoy the moment. There's, I find th- life in general <laughs> very hard to enjoy the moment. But yeah. I'm finding this season so easy to just enjoy every second of it. It's great. Yeah, you're right. It's a good point, and because a part of me is constantly um, thinking. Can we throw this away? And I don't mean I, I don't I don't expect us to win the title. I don't think any Arsenal fan expects us to win the title. It, no. Right. We I think we all think I think roughly in about oh Josh is looking questionable. Okay, we'll come to that. I think roughly in like March or whatever, February, March, spring of next year, I expect us to fall away a bit in comparison, certainly to City. You know, I think I, I, I if we if we don't, then uh, fantastic. But I will now you know. Now you're like, if you don't finish in the top two or three, you'd be a bit pissed off, mm-hmm. especially considering the falling away of Liverpool, et cetera, and Man United and, you know, to some extent Spurs. But but you're right, it's so pleasurable. And I feel the, what, the thing that Gary Neville has got wrong in what he said today is that, which I think all the pundits I've listened to, I've, I've listened to every analysis I listened to on Five Live last night there with Micah and Co. And I watched Match of the Day 2 and, um, you know, everything. Bench cam, I've watched Bench cam. Bench cam, exactly. I've watched it all, mate. Watched it all. Is that we that the job he's doing is so clever and the players we've got are so are working so well and this a team this he knows his this best team that he clearly mm. knows now this is mm. his, his his best team with including Zinchenko and not sadly for Tierney Tierney you know 
or even Tomiyasu. This is clearly his 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 favourite eleven, which is a really important thing to know. If this lot can stay fit, then anything could happen in theory. But it's so enjoyable, and it doesn't feel like it's gonna. It feels like the project is here to stay. And even if we do, even if we come third or fourth, and I say even if because I can't imagine us falling out of the top four, then we still we have the knowledge that this is a thing that's gonna. These players are so young. And seem to like each other so much, and some of them, at least enough of them, seem to love Arsenal. That it's gonna. This is a thing that's. Uh, this is a thing that's gonna last for a few years and be brilliant for a few years. Can I just say well, on on yes. that point of like if we keep this eleven fit, and it is really it is starting to annoy me. Not in the way you've just said it, but in the way a lot of pundits say. No, 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 but in the way that a lot of pundits are saying, you know, but Arsenal they've got no strength in depth. They've got, to, they've got to keep this team fit. If they can keep this team fit, well, I'm sorry, but Man City didn't have Foden and Haaland the other day. And they almost drew that game. I know they had 10 men. Yeah. But actually, yeah. I think that made the game easier for them in a strange way because Fulham were like, well, we've got our goal. Let's try and hold on to this 1-1. They've got 10 men. Where I think if it had been 11 against 11, and especially if Mitrovic had been playing. But my point is, is that when they lost a couple of players, they were struggling. Yeah. So like, it's the same Good for everyone. Point. I yeah. know they've got a big squad. I know they have. And I know we've got a couple of players that are like party you can't replace party like El Nenny. I don't want to see El Nenny playing 10 of these next 25 Premier League games. But I do think that like, it's such a lazy sort of analysis of like, oh, if Arsenal lose a couple of players, they'll be in trouble. I still shut up. I'm so bored of that as an analysis. Yeah. yeah. Like, I, don't well, yeah. Think I don't think we'll be in trouble. It's more that I think we will, we could ride the wave. We can keep riding the wave of brilliance that we're on right now. Yeah. With this eleven, and I'm not so sure we can keep riding that wave with El Nenny. No, with, but I don't think yeah. if they. I think if City lose Haaland, they're going to they're going to uh, sure. find it hard to sustain. I, I agree. That. Yeah, that's absolutely true. All, yeah, completely. But I think they're they're further along. I mean, they're literally Obviously. much much further along in 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 the experience of having what Peppers instilled into them and what. Arteta is trying to instill into our lot. I just think the fact that there's so much more down the road in that than we are means that it just feels... Re- I mean, uh, don't get me wrong. I th- I still think in theory we could still beat them. I mean, if they had, hadn't have scored that fucking 95th minute penalty, got that penalty, imagine, I mean, we'd have been four points ahead. And, you know, if we hadn't lost to Man United when we totally didn't deserve to lose that game, it just, you know, we'd be even further ahead. So... Playing how we're playing, and then playing and they're playing with Holland. Anyway, let's. There's a lot more to talk about. We should take a quick break, um, as we always do for the fantastic ads, and we'll carry on after this. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry. Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, prohibited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And we're back. They were the good ads. They were oh, great ads. They Always were... great ads. And they're the really music. good ads. Yeah. That annoying music into the ads is also good ads, um, good music. Well done. Absolutely. I want to mention a couple that there's so many players, all of this, these players, by the way, um, in this first team, and a lot of the players that are in the in, in the backup people, particularly like the Tierneys of this world, they're just so that's you don't know who to pick out, do you, Josh? But I'm going to pick out a couple who maybe for me. 
White, I think Ben White is such an interesting player. And, you know, the fact that as we speak now on Tuesday and the England squad's going to be announced on Thursday, and it's still touch and go whether he's going to be in that England squad, which I find completely unbelievable and extraordinary. He's been so consistent and brilliant, but he's also a personality. He's got he's he's so he's kind of constantly making fun of his own players. Like he threw a ball, didn't he? Um, Odegaard's head. He he's celebra- the way he celebrates, the way he takes his shirt off at the end of every game and struts around. There's a bit of David Beckham about him, I think. Like I think you know, in his look and in his confidence and in his kind of sexiness. Like I think I think he thinks quite rightly probably that he's a bit of a sexy guy who, who should take his shirt off at all times, you know, with his tats and everything. Do you know what I mean? He's a personality. He's a really and the fact that his family is not interested in football, in fact they hate football and that he doesn't pay much attention to football as well. I just find him absolutely fascinating. And he's a brilliant player. Yeah, I think he's a, a personality. I think you've uh, you've absolutely nailed it and he's massively endearing himself to the, you know, fan base. The interviews have been Brilliant. It is the opposite of what their media training you know, should right. be. He is, you know, just it's all answering back. You don't see that. You don't see. A, you occasionally yeah. see like an irate manager, like a clock sort of mm-hmm. push back on a Des Kelly or something like that. But to see a couple of the interviews White has done, mainly I think with international broadcasters, more where he's, uh, you know, just sort of. You turn the question on its head and come back. So so unusual, uh, but it shows a real you know uh, a real character to him. In terms of the England squad, I, I think he'll make it now, and I, I think yeah, that so do I. Uh, mo- most people would have. And that's probably only been the last four, five, maybe six weeks where people have changed their their mind. And obviously, there are some injuries in the uh, fullback uh, areas, and that there's still some sort of question marks the likes of Carl Walker. But I think the versatility that he has been able to show because. Possibly there were many of us who thought, well, he starts the season at right back, but Tommy Asu needs time to get himself fit and then he'll come into the team and, you know, Gabriel and uh, Saliba look quite strong. So is White going to find himself on the bench? And there's been not a moment of it. You know, White has been the consistent, um, you know, one. And I think has also, you know, has contributed, has got, you know, assists um, this season. And there was a lovely moment, you know, even showing a little bit of, you know, skill you know who was it he nutmegged was it mount i'm trying to remember who yeah, he nutmegged so. in a wonderful moment then went on a lovely mm. you know a lovely run but he's not trying to be what he's not he's uh you know he's a very effective efficient footballer and he's he's showing that um you know week after week and i i, I don't know it, it doesn't seem impossible that he'll get some game time if he does go to the world cup and uh credit to him well, I think so much that is important about this team is partnerships. You know, you were saying uh, right at the beginning that it was like they ju- they just know where everyone is. You know, yeah. that's why those beautiful moves can happen because it's the same starting eleven that was in pre-season. This is the same team that started against Chelsea when we're beating 4-0 in pre-season. Mm-hmm. They know exactly where each other are. And I think that Saka-Ben White combination adds so much to Saka because Saka is not on this planet. He's that good, mm-hmm. right? And Ben White, because otherwise they just stick to men on him all the time two men on him two men on him fine but then Ben White goes down the right hand side and they go well, we can't just let Ben White go down there because he's really good crosser of the ball and it enables Saka to come in on the left hand side it just works perfectly all the way through 
But what I will say, if I may segue into yeah. talking about Big Gabby at the back, yeah, because I think that they're what we all had that sort of thing of like maybe Ben White should be playing in there with Saliba and move Tomiyasu or Tierney in there, right? Yeah, I said that, yeah. But I think what Big Gabby does is he's got that aggression that that you need with his height and his size. I think Saliba doesn't work without. Big Gabby, and I think mm. Big Gabby doesn't work without Saliba. And that, again, another partnership that works so perfectly. But that aggression, the fact that he's in there at the box to get that little touch, I think it might have gone in anyway. But the fact he was in there, that determination, that passion for Arsenal is is everything that that, that Big Gabby's got. He's like, he's like, he's sort of like Martin Keown. Like, mm. he's sort of like, you know, both brilliant players and maybe not technically the best, but just that hard fucking aggression that you need slightly to retire. Yeah, slightly yeah. hot-headed. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And there's, it's such an interesting partnership of personalities though, because so, Saliba's like the quiet assassin, isn't he? Mm-hmm. He's like mm-hmm. such a kind of dignified presence. He was phenomenal, again, just quietly taking the ball off all of their attacking players. He's the best centre-back in Europe. Uh, uh, he's just Who's a, better? Yeah. Who's better no, than in Europe? Uh, he's totally. going to win the World Cup with France. He's yeah. mental. He could, he could well do. It's he's 21. Yeah, I'd, I mean, he he really reminds me of Virgil van Dijk, who, mm. by the way, I interviewed recently. That's coming out soon in issue two of Circle Zero Eight magazine. Ah. So I had the honour of interviewing um, Virgil van Dijk. Obviously, he's having a dodgy season at the moment, <laughs> but um, he was so nice and interesting, and, and again, dignified is the word that comes to mind about him. And I feel like. I feel like Saliba is like almost must have. I, I really want to interview him because I really want to know where he's got this whole persona from. This calm that he exudes every single game. It's fantastic, which is in sharp contrast to Gabriel, isn't it? Yeah, you're right. But I agree. Now, I, I I was one of those people who was like, just because Gabriel is prone to to an error every now and then, he's prone to a mad moment. But it's almost like you have to do accept that, don't you? Because on the plus side, he's a much more kind of. He he is a shouter and a cajoler, and you need that kind of thing, don't you, on the pitch? And he also is in the face of the opposition players, and they they can't stand it, which is also massively useful as well. <laughs> Josh, I love the analogy between good old Martin, who I'm a huge fan of, of um, and of course well with, and uh, and Gabriel. And you're right; there is this passion for the club and a willingness to to fight. And I I messaged Lauren. After that game, oh, that's some, I, I love Lauren. This is a name dropping, like no, uh, a tech But I love Lauren. Lauren's so like he messages me about Arsenal, and I, I absolutely love it because he's another one who God, you know, everyone, you know, foreign people, he, really but he loves he loves the club. And he messaged back, being like, I'm not even going to do him a disservice to like, no, you're getting messages from James Corden, <laughs> you're getting messages from Lauren. Lauren just should I take, text I, me, uh, Ian Sterling. Oh, Ian's, 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 and that's what it is. They those players who are part of that invincible team. Have, <laughs> similarities. Were we, to, were we allowed to have fourteen players? Yeah, we are now. We wow. are. No, no, that's, with honestly, this new rules. I know. I know. I'm joking. <laughs> okay. What were they worrying about? No, he's, um, he's absolutely right. And, and they, they, and you can't win a league without that kind of aggression. Yeah, Jesus. I mean, also phenomenal. I just I could go through Jesus. every single player, but it's just. But he again, and I know right. So the other great cliche, another great cliche is it doesn't matter that he's not scoring goals at the moment because of all the work he does. Now I remember that being said about Alan Smith, about mm. um, you know uh, uh, that French guy <laughs> who have for ages. What's his name? You know, an Elka. Um, Jeremy Ladiadia. No, no striker. Giroud. 
Giroud. Yeah. Yes. Giroud. Oh, I've forgotten Giroud's name. No. I mean, he's yeah, literally I've... still scoring every week. I know because I have. I am going senile and I forget forget names. It's oh, they're terrible. playing Tottenham, aren't they? Yeah, that's Giroud. Yeah. Yeah. Giroud yeah. But everyone always said that when you had periods of you know where he, he would go through bouts of not scoring for like 10, 11, 12 games, and everyone would always say, but he does. He does so much to the team now. Jesus really does. I mean, he is like head and shoulders above them. And it really doesn't matter that he's not scoring, partly because other players do score, like from midfield and the wide players, etc. But he's absolutely, he works so hard. All the How many touches did you say he had on the ball? I mean... Yeah, it's over 60. Uh, unbelievable. But he just, he he is like a one-man machine who, who grabs the ball at the earliest opportunity from an advanced position and creates chances for everyone else. So And sometimes for himself. And defenders and shit themselves. Yeah. And that's what you want. Yeah. It's so brilliant to watch, isn't it? His dribbling, his control, his passing. He's a fucking all-round legend forward. And the, except for right now, he's not scoring goals. But I, I do think think... genuinely doesn't matter. I don't think it matters, but it matters to him. You can yeah, tell. He, you can yeah. tell. He's abs- like you say. He's absolutely desperate. That you know him holding up. Oh, I was so close. I was so close. Even at the end of the first half, I don't know if you saw this, Josh. But again, he was like, I'm so, I was so close. I was so because he knows, and he and he just he just needs one of those to go in. And I, I, to be honest with you, I think he'll do it against Wolves. I think I think he'll score yeah, a couple against maybe. Wolves away. I, he's it's frustrating in a way with the goals because at the beginning of the season it was just like this guy's going to be golden boot. And I remember uh, a friend of mine, my brother-in-law is a United fan, and and another mate of mine is a Liverpool fan, and they were laughing when I was going on about how brilliant Jesus was, and they were like, "He's Europa League level, mate. He's Europa League level." And he is he's, he's, wow. he could he could be. In a Champions League winning team, he is that he is that good. Yeah, or or, or he's he has been selected by Brazil or a World Cup yeah, winning team. Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah, yeah. Josh. Well, yeah, I was going to say, you know, we got we got two of them, you know, up front, Martinelli and he's just going to the World Cup with Brazil, not Gabriel. Um, so yeah, two two of the three. I, I wonder what's going through Arteta's head. Are you really pleased for the individual, or are you a yes. bit like? Yes. God. Yeah. I'm and this isn't, I know this is a debate. Like some people were saying, actually, someone on our, our, our Arsenal um, WhatsApp group said, you know, a bit annoying that, they're, that those two players are going, you know, and lots of other players will be going because it's, you know, they could get injured and all of that. I completely disagree. I am 100%. I want as many Arsenal players playing in the World Cup as possible. I think it's brilliant for them. Imagine the lift, the psychological lift you would get if Martinelli. And Jesus, a part of a World Cup winning team, which they could be, or squad. Brazil are really, really good. You know, they're, I think they're second favourites. I think France are favourites. Brazil second favourites. I think we're about fourth. And you just want, and but, and just uh, put purely, you know, purely selfishly, I want to watch as many Arsenal players as possible in the World Cup. It's brilliant. You know, and you see, about, have you seen those yeah. videos of them finding out that they're in the squad? Oh yeah. Uh, there's videos of like um, Anthony from United and. Uh, who else was it I saw? You know, it means so much yeah. to them. Ben yeah. White is going to be devastated if he doesn't get into that England team because he absolutely deserves it. And and so I, I'm I'm the same thing. I, I Like Tom Rosenthal took the piss out of me because I was like, I'm so delighted for Martinelli that he's made it. He goes, oh, I'm sure he's, I'm sure that means a lot to him. But like, <laughs> I am. I Classic am for these Tom. players. Yeah. Because I just think like, the, 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 and also Haaland is now, is now going to have six weeks. He's not at the World Cup. So he's got six weeks off. It might take him two or three weeks to get going. Yeah. Probably not yeah. with Haaland because he's a robot. But, yeah. you know, like I these know guys. Mean, yeah. And yeah. also they're not all going to play for no. six weeks. 
you know, Ghana hopefully going to come out in the group stage, you know, and like, so there's going to be a few of those players that will play two or three games and then have two or three weeks off. Like, I think people need to chill. Yeah, completely. But also, I think, you know, by the way, there was a weird moment on Monday morning. Some, some one prominent tweeter claimed that uh, Martinelli wasn't going to make the squad. Yeah. If you saw that. Yeah. So there was a lot of people. That was a quite surprised that he was in the end. So someone fucked that right up. That post, that post. I thought, I thought, Luke, you were going to say there about, you know, imagining Ben White's video announcement. <laughs> when he makes it into the World Cup squad, he might just be a shrug of a shoulder. Yeah, like, no, it will be. Uh, yeah. Got to get some sun topless, cream. Topless. Yeah. Topless shirt. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Topless shirt. Like, you're happy. Well, yeah, I'm going yeah. to the World Cup. Got to find yeah. my passport. Yeah. I love him. He's yeah. amazing. He's amazing. I love them all. I love yeah. them all. The Which of these remind me, because because you do events, don't you, Luke? You've hosted Arsenal events. I mean, Josh, as you know, loves everyone. Who's your favourite of this current lot to that you've met? So I've met of this current lot. I don't know if I have because well, oh, I met okay. I've met Granit Xhaka. Right. Um, but he was quite quiet because last time I sort of met any of the Arsenal players was sort of about four years ago, and that oh, okay. was sort of a Bamiyang Lacazette days. Right. Yeah, they've nearly all gonna, gone. Well, what I was going to say actually, it was it was it was just the last bits of Emery, and I, but I remember it's funny to think that like it feels like three seconds ago with Socrates and Mustafi. Oh, I know, I know. I mean, like, yeah, it's just crazy. It gives it me, it gives me the huge turnover. Turnover. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? I, I feel like that whole this is such people. People are about how you know this is the best Arsenal have played. I think for fifteen years. Yeah, I would say. Yeah, without since, since I wait. Yeah, yeah. The end of the of the Arsenal Wenger period, as I often mentioned, was boring and predictable. It was not like this. We did not play football like this, and you know, obviously, under subsequent <laughs> manager. We, we were erratic to say at most. This is the, the machine that he's turned us into, the beautiful machine it's turned him in, into, is quite incredible. Josh, do you have a favorite the player that you've met in this of this lot? Do you or do you mainly I deal with the met too many? I met Ramsdale because he did a league of their own over yeah. the summer when I was there one yeah. night, and he was brilliant, like exactly as you'd imagine. He just came across so so down to earth and enjoying playing for Arsenal. And I think maybe that comes more from the going out on loan and, you know, yeah. playing in lower leagues and having relegations and now appreciating what it is to be um, at Arsenal. And let's not forget, he arrived at Arsenal, not as number one and expected to go in and dominate. You know, he was behind Bernd Leno yeah. and yeah. It, it was bloody like three horrendous games and, you know, history history changed everything for him. So um, everyone loves Yeah, Ramsdale. he's the one that I've everyone met. Yeah, him. everyone speaks incredibly highly. Yeah, I even asked, I asked Virgil van Dijk off the record because someone told him I was an Arsenal fan when I did him when I interviewed him on, on Zoom. And I said, you know, off the record, who's your favourite? Do you have a favourite Arsenal player? And he's like Ramsdale, Aaron Ramsdale is such a lovely guy. Yeah, every, they, so he's very. When popular. you say he told you off the record, did he say then yeah, you can uh, put it on the record? Well, <laughs> I think it, I meant it was off the record, as in there was no point of me. Uh, 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 it would have been gratuitous for me to include in a general sporting sports magazine, sports and culture magazine, a sudden question about Arsenal, just about <laughs> Arsenal. So that's you why should have gone. Was, yeah, I I'm an Arsenal fan. I want yeah. to know. Talking of him coming in and, and he was understudy to Leno, Leno could have done us a favour of that penalty. Oh, I know. And he got a hand for it, didn't he? It was he got shit, it was so frustrated. That. Terrible, terrible. Well, I was up at the Etihad. I was up at oh, the yeah, Etihad yeah. In, the, in the director's box. I never had such a good seat at football in my life. It was in, wow. incredible. Um, but we had decided to leave a little bit early because wanted to get out of the car park and not wait for like an hour after the game. So 
I must the admit, I wasn't park. actually. Uh, well, it's very rare that I'm in the official car park at a football stadium, I'll be honest. Yeah. So um, I actually wasn't there to see that penalty live. I was listening uh, on the radio. But oh, yeah, when, when I left the stadium, I was like, my God, this is a absolute bonus as everyone around was getting increasingly stressed that this was going to play out into a one or draw. So that that was a, was a bit disappointing, but made up for at Stamford Bridge the following day. But you're right, Bern Leno could have done us yeah. Um, a little Peps, bit of a favour, but more so. By the way, what a stupid penalty to give away! Stupid penalty to give away. By the way, Pep's celebration, in camera shouting, and all of that. <laughs> what? What? You know? I mean, what? And over the top. you esque But also <laughs> Arsenal esque because we get slagged off all the time for over celebrating. But I'm sorry, when you score a goal, when you win a game in the last few minutes, anyone fucking goes mad and celebrates. Even Pep, who has won everything and will probably carry on winning everything in football. I was going to ask you, Luke. Apart from Pep, mm. your brilliant Pep. Are they run? It, it, have you honed Arteta? Have you honed an? Uh, it's okay, of... you know. I try to do as much as I can. You know, I prefer to do it. You know, when he loses, boys, they fucking duels. <laughs> you go to win, they fucking duels. Uh, you know, they fashion. I do it when I lose. I do it. I fucking go for it. Uh, it's that's as far as my Arteta goes. <laughs> he really does. You're, he really does lose that. That voice is really. He really, good, yeah. honestly, I would go through some lovely vocal warm ups with him. I would get him some manuka honey, bit of steam. Come yeah. on, darling. Yeah. Um, use you your diaphragm. Be his personal, personal voice coach. To be fair, he's got enough people working for him in that backroom staff. I wouldn't be surprised if I could be his personal voice coach. That is true. By the way, Josh, shout out to Mikel Arteta because when I was going through all the the brilliant players, I mean. I just feel like the fact that I ever thought that a that he didn't have it in him to um, come up with this style of football to give the team an identity to buy the right players, you know, there are all kinds of question marks to take the right decisions on a week by week basis. You know, in terms of like substitutions, I feel like you know what an idiot I, I was, and so many of us were. So not that's very big of you to say. I, I think if very very maybe you'd say. Arteta is now going to be used as the example by every pundit. Like when Southampton have sat their manager this week, every pundit using, well, this was what can happen if you stick by your manager, even when times are hard and things go against you and the fans are frustrated and you finish eighth, two seasons in a row. This is what can happen if you stick with your manager and allow them to be the ones in charge of the big decisions. So, you know, he, he might have done a, a lot of managers a favour yeah. um, in terms of them that. getting more time to turn things around. But what I think is also interesting is that it's the type of manager he is the the project. I keep we all keep banging on about it, but it feels so perfect for our club that they stuck with him and they had the faith in his idea of a project, of a long-term project, buying these young players, you know, slotting them in, coming up with this system. Like Conte, I I, I remember saying on this podcast and thinking very honestly that I was jealous of Spurs to get mm. Conte because you feel like well, he's one of the best best managers in the world. You know, tactically, he's, he's won everything. You know, he's a charismatic, slightly bonkers kind of guy. Now I feel, fuck it, I'd much rather have Arteta than Conte because, like, the way Spurs are playing is so, you know, is so, frankly, often boring, annoying, irritating, you know, only playing well in the second half, all of that. Now I feel much more happy, much happier that we've got our manager as opposed to their manager. I think the great thing about Arteta as well is that he's a very quick learner. 
Like he, he, yeah. he you know, this is his first job. He's his first um, managerial job and he does make mistakes, but he does seem to learn very quickly from them. Right. And I think that's a huge credit to him. Um, and I think what I love about him is as much as he has got a big ego, you know, in that pep style and he's, he certainly believes in what he believes and it's his way and, and no other way. But what I love about him, right, is he never goes up to the fans at the end and do big clop, you know, thumping mm. of the chest. And it's not about him. It's about the boys, you know, for me, the crowd, the fantastic, the boys, the plezoa, they, they deserve it. But it is like, I really get that he's not, he's okay to sit there and let other people be brilliant. Yeah. It might all be down to him, but, but I really admire that about it. And it's very Arsenal. It's very classy. Yeah. Yeah, no, Wenger completely. wouldn't have done all that thumping of the chest and all that shit. No, like, no. I love it. I feel so lucky that yeah. we've got him. I really, we are, really we're lucky. The, right now, we've got, we're, we're, you know, I can't think of a manager I'd much rather have literally in the world. Yeah. I mean, it's, that's the change that, that we've gone through. Um, and the way we play football, I can't think of anyone who's, you know, I just think we're right now, yeah, this is, this is, this is a, a height. We've, we've scaled a height. And I don't think we're going to fall ever fall dramatically and i feel that i'm confident enough to say that now you know sitting watching the way we're playing the, the, the team we've got the manager we've got etc um we should wrap it up quite soon we could bang on about all of this for hours and hours. Just a couple before we go to predictions obviously the only thing sorry josh you wanted to say well we should mention that we went through top in europe since we we yeah. last did a yeah a podcast with the the vitrova were you at the at the final game against zurich in the europa league last yeah. week but quite boring yeah yeah, but quite an know. impressive away end, I would say. Oh, fantastically impressive away end. Yeah, yeah, completely. You yeah. see, they and marched. That... They marched to the stadium. Did you see that? I mean, yeah, the police presence was was huge. I mean, they oh. were so noisy. It was. Really I saw impressive. them. In, I saw them in town. It was they were incredible. Yeah, all of the uh, Eindhoven fans were incredible, weren't they? You know, all of the away. Uh, I mean, Eindhoven fans had a bit got a bit violent. Obviously, I'm not in favour of the ripping up of seats, etc. But the the you know just. Just yeah, th- th- we've had a lot of impressive away fans in the Europa League. That's been more interesting than the football. With the matches, the matches, yeah, the game been wasn't large, tedious, haven't they? But it, it yeah. was not to my, and we were well, yeah. There was, there was a few sort of nervy moments actually at the end of that game where there were half chances yeah. to put our second. And we saw with Man United what what can happen if you if you come second in your group. So yeah, very pleasing to uh, to. We just had and, to win it. Uh, didn't it was what it didn't yeah. matter. Yeah, exactly. However, we played, we'd have yeah, one nil. Good old Kieran, more than anything, because we're thrilled for Kieran. Yeah, I know European football now till March. Yeah, fantastic. which is going to be great. So hopefully, if we can go out against Brighton tomorrow on the now, tomorrow I was going to ask that. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> we'll, we we'll come have, to predictions. We but can chill. I do you know I part right now. The day before Brighton, it'll be a miracle if this podcast arrives on iTunes or whatever it is, Apple Podcasts before that game. But let's hope it does, because um, we are going to predict what happens. But A, what kind of team is he going to pick? Um, I hope he picks a complete backup team. I hope none of that team. I would be fully in favour of 11 changes against Brighton. Will, I, I genuinely, will. at this moment in time, don't care very much about the Carabao Cup. I just think we have bigger fish to fry it. And you know, and I know Man City again. If Matt, if Pep is his, um, you know, Pep is obviously the his kind of like Christ-like figure who he follows. And Pep actually always took the Carabao does take the Carabao Cup much more seriously than you'd ever think he should. And they often won it, didn't they? Like they won it. So I, I'm, I, I think he probably will pick a few, quite a few of the of the A team, so to speak. Josh, you... I agree. No, I agree. And I, yeah. I think what might come into play is players that are going to the World Cups because it yeah. must be playing in their heads at the minute. Just about. Like the fear. Can you imagine? There will be a player 
Saturday or Sunday, who goes down and misses the World Cup, you know, in, in the Premier League, it will statistically, it just feels like it will happen. It must be playing on the player's mind. So I can imagine the players off the World Cup maybe don't go, but I could see Gabriel playing. I could see Odegaard playing. Kieran Tierney gives a game to Turner in, in goal. In Ketia, but I think there'll be a few in there that, that yeah, are going to... Yeah, I don't think he's going to play the under-15s, but I just think he's going... He's <laughs> well, just we haven't going, seen no one area in a while. No, 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 yeah. It. Yeah, I just... I, I think it was Amy Lawrence saying that it should be Ranieri and his and his schoolmates. <laughs> just uh, playing again. Yeah. But, like, I, I think, you know, there's going to be massive changes. It, I don't... L- listen, he's like Pep. He's going to want to w- beat Brighton. And, I, and I'd never want to see Arsenal going and not try and win a game or anything. No, like I know. I, I know. But I'm not just that. none of us are going to be upset if we lose. Yeah. Um. So, you know, look, look, look we'll see what happens. I, I just think the fact that there's just so many games, you know, the fact there's still two legs to the, to the Carabao Cup semi-finals. Oh, like, fuck it's just, that. Absolutely it's just fuck that. Much. That is insane, yeah. That, they should have sorted that out this season above all seasons. That, I wonder if Deserby will so, play a strong Brighton team. I, you know, I think there'll be, I think there'll be a lot of changes to Brighton as well. Mm. I think, you know, every, everyone does a lot of changes in the Carabao, but, you know, inc- including, but maybe not more than Man City. Mm. So what do we think? Can we predict a, a result for that game, Josh? Yeah, I will say Arsenal will advance 2-1 to the Arsenal. 2-1. Luke? I'm going to go, it's going to be another that one of those 1-0, pretty dull game, but yeah. I think we'll win 1-0. Yeah, so do I, I think I'll, I'll go 2-1, 2-1. And then we've got a wonderful primetime Saturday night on yeah. Sky, 7.45 kickoff, clashing with Tony Adams on Strictly, oh. which obviously I'm furious about. He's still I vote in every it. week. Yeah, vote every week. Have you given out the number? I will try to do this. I'm trying to go on other podcasts and, and, and encourage them to give out That's the number. Brilliant. Let's yeah. win it for Tony. Yeah. Let's win it for Tony. He's the worst answer in it, but he's yeah. so entertaining. Yeah. Someone he find out the number right, uh, and tweet it. Yeah. Okay. We'll, maybe we'll maybe we'll put it in the in the show notes or whatever. Yeah. If we can, if we can, if just it costs you about fifty p a week. Yeah, just make back. Tony Adams yeah. win strictly. He's having the time of his there. life as well, isn't he? I love his his excitement, his palpable excitement. No matter how badly he's doing in terms of the judges' marks and the actual performance, he's just having a fantastic time. Yeah. 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 So yeah. I'm loving it. But that so that Wolves game is seven forty five. What do you think the score is going to be, Luke? Last Three game nil. before the World Cup. 3-0. 3-0. Mm. Josh? Yeah, I'm going to you as well. I'm getting another trip oh. in before, oh, before nice. going off to the to World Cup. Incredibly excited to, to do that. The big debate is whether the electric car can get up and down uh, without needing a charge. And uh, I, I'm arguing um, that we risk it because there's about 20 miles in it um, in what should be allowance. But uh, I did have an incident going to Villa Park last year, the electric car, and that was very close. I got home with about five or six miles only on the car. So I don't know if I want to take that risk again. Uh, this is is detail people probably don't need to listen to. I, I think Arsenal are going to win 2-0 in this game. Do you remember at Wolves last year when we did win and Martinelli got that crazy sending off for the two yellows? That yeah. felt like such a big win where you're like, we are going to get in the top four now. And it's sort of getting to feel that we didn't. But um, no, it's, yeah, good we didn't. it's good we didn't. Yeah. 2-0. Okay. And I'll Arsenal say- to, you know, march off to the World Cup, top of the Premier top League, the league. After, after 14 games. Imagine that. Who are, who are City playing? Do you know? Do you know? City? Brentford, Brentford on Saturday. Early kickoff. <laughs> okay. Right. Well, that, we can, we can rule So that's 5-0. That's 5-0 at least. Um, 
bad. We're not that far behind on goal difference. I think we're only seven maybe behind. What do you think, Boyd? I think three one. I think we'll. Oh. I think three one. Yeah, wow. I think it'll be fine. So you, Amazing. Josh, will you? When are you off to the World Cup? Then you're literally off to. Uh, quite no, not straight away. I, I'm. I'm doing what a lot of people I think are doing and going to Dubai. Um, um, after the. Well, I'm going on the 27th, so I'll be there for. I'm going to nip over to Doha on the 29th, and then go back for the round of 16, and then we'll see what happens. A mix of probably a bit of work and and pleasure. If anyone listening is going out to to be there, get in touch. Let us know. I'm so intrigued what it's going to be like. I mean, it's so unusual, isn't it? We are here 12 days away from the World Cup, and it it just still does not feel like no. it in any way. The summer's not there, and it won't until. An element of Thursday and this squad's announced and we see Ben White topless walking around his, you know, re- residence celebrating his squad announcement. Um, and then I think it's Monday, isn't it? It will just be like Monday, the images of the England squad flying out and and everything that comes with it. But um, Arsenal are going to be in Dubai. Did you see this? I think Arsenal are going to be in Dubai. Yeah. Well, I think we overlap a little bit. Maybe I'll uh, interesting. go and see if I can find Matt Turner and Elneny. Luke, are you going to keep it? Are you going to do YouTube-related World Cup? Yeah, stuff? yeah. I'll be lots of Excellent. YouTube stuff. I'll be doing all sorts of TikToks. Fantastic. Radio Fantastic. Are you glad Unai Emery's back? Is that good for business, Luke? Unai Emery's return? Nah. <laughs> he sort of <laughs> bores me a bit. <laughs> right, okay. Sorry to say. I mean, good I luck. I think he's, also, he, he's even learned, in this post-match interview I saw, I think he's learned to pronounce his Vs as Vs now. And not oh, as is he? I think, yeah, oh, well, sure. for Aston Villa, that might be yeah. quite important. Oh, yeah, yeah, Aston, Aston Villa. Villa. Yeah. But also, Pep and, Pep and Arteta can't do the Vs either. Pep's all advantage. Yeah, that's just the thing. Yeah, but it's I guess evening, I guess they have masters. Yes, and he started every interview yeah. with, with good <laughs> That was the thing, wasn't it? Yeah, he started the interview with that pronouncement Good yeah evening. like yeah, yeah that's yeah, what yeah, yeah. yeah which i think it makes taking the piss out of him for doing it valid because you know, <laughs> yeah yeah it was yeah. the trouble it, is, was, it was, was it was the arsenal players who were doing it, it. exactly yeah exactly luke it's been an absolute joy to have you back um as ever fantastic thank scene. you so much thank you luke, josh, thank you yeah thanks so much as well um and we'll we'll be back we'll share should we have a yeah we'll be back yeah next. we will have one post wolves yeah and that'll be Maybe. it for a month well, maybe we'll have a, I don't know, if you're not too busy, maybe we'll have an Arsenal player watch during the World Cup. I've just yeah, that. Yeah, let's idea, do it. But, yeah, no, let's I, do I, it. I, I like it. Yeah. And you'll yeah. Josh Ramsdale, will be on the ground. How's, Rams, how's Ramsdale yeah. doing on the bench? How's Ramsdale yeah. doing on the bench? Josh should be on the ground. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, yeah, good. sounds good. Excellent. Well, we'll see you next week. Cheers. Bye. Bye. If you want to advertise on or sponsor this show, check us out at playbackmedia.co. UK. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.